irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Welcome to All Things Therapy. I'm Lisa Tai here, your host, and I am a licensed clinical social worker practicing as an intuitive psychotherapist. I'm certified in both EMDR and Reiki. You can find me online through my website, which is nolatherapy.com, the abbreviation for New Orleans Los Angeles Therapy. I have physical offices in both New Orleans and Los Angeles, and I do Skype sessions and phone sessions with clients around the world. You can subscribe to this show on iTunes, on Google Play, and on YouTube. I am really happy to have a resident guest back on the show. Her name is Amadeus. She is a medical intuitive, an astrologer a clairvoyant artist and musician, and she tunes into frequency patterns. Today, we are going to talk about some of the things that we're both intuiting going on um, around us and what we are experiencing in our work that people are going through and struggling with and through. So Amadeus, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for coming back on. It's always really an amazing conversation. So I'm very grateful. I love being here. And I also, you were coming out in uh, Echo. I, I don't know if you heard that, but I thought it was sort of apropos. Did you hear that on your end? <laughs> I did not. Okay. Sort of, well, very Gemini, you Gemini. But, very um, triple anyway, Gemini. Triple Gemini. Yeah. <laughs> triple Gemini, double Aries. But <laughs> I think I think it's gone now, but it was kind of awesome. Like, I, I, M, M. <laughs> yes. Well, Amadeus, and where I, would you... I'm, go I'm on. coming out singular, yes? You are. You can hear me? All right. You are. All right. Um, there's many things that uh, could go off on with that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I was... I uh, Anyone in my world that's been around me for the past... Uh, few days past five days has heard my I have a radio show coming up and oh what's your topic and I kept saying um well it is Amadeus and I do have many things to say but Mm -hmm. what really wants to be heard what what channel am I supposed to be tuning into and it was a little bit of a scramble and I realized that this is because we in my opinion astrologically uh cosmically politically emotionally um, I feel like we are so much in uncharted territory is what I call mm-hmm. it. Um, I would agree. Through, you know, great. Uh, things going on with my clients. Um, I'd love to hear about what's been going on with your clients. Yeah. Personal things. And then just really, you know, tuning into the astrology and almost as if I wanted to go off chart of the astrology because everything is kind of off chart right now. Okay. Um, expect the unexpected, you know, and and then of course to you know I, last time I talked to you I realized was before the election somewhere yes. around some of the debates when I started um, talking about what I was seeing as a growing polarity swing and divisiveness, you know, and externalized 
uh, view of a lot of what I think all of us have been experiencing internally. And, yeah. you know, it kind of has gone to a peak with the election and election results. And since that time, I think, again, it's just thrown us off chart because instead of being, you know, in the middle of a map, we are swinging wildly off the edges. You know, I don't even know if I can say right and left right now. It's it's so far careened off into the different zones. Um, and this is just bringing up, again, so much more of this divisiveness. And I feel like so many of my clients are at a crossroads, um, uh, disturbed by what they see externally in the world, not just the election, but just so many things from, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's going on. And because of this, they're confused. There's a sense that something new is coming. Something is boiling. Something's boiling over. Something's coming up from underneath the muck. But where's it going to land? So there's also with this, I feel like there's this mix of euphoria at the same time, you know? Mm-hmm. There's euphoria in the mix of the you know, you know, the mud. And, and, and so people feel exceedingly lost. And when they feel lost in this pendulum swing, then suddenly, you know, it's human nature. We want to feel safe again. So then people start figuring out where their stance is. And um, I've thought a lot about that. Like, what is a stance? You know, what do I stand for? Because I feel like that is a theme that has just really popped up, you know, the election, things happening in Britain, different shootings, fires. Yes. People are suddenly feeling, it's, it's like we've been complacent. I, I, I tread lightly on this because I tend right. to spend a lot more time not on a political rant. But I, I feel like the political is really just showing something very personal that all mm-hmm. of us are feeling like we need to kind of wake up and we need to get out of our own complacency figure out our stance, figure out where our safety once was, where it may be going, then realizing we don't know, and then speaking up and out. And I wonder, I'm just going to ask you, I wonder if you've been seeing that with your clients, like a need to sort of stand and self-identify what you believe in or where you're going or your authenticity in your relationship. I think that in the... I think that in a short amount of time just now, you said so many important things that resonated with me. I felt like I was almost vibrating at one moment because Mm -hmm. when you spoke about um, the uncharted territory that we're in mixed with this Mm -hmm. excitement of what's to come. And I think a part Mm -hmm. of that excitement is from a place of uh, it just has to like something has to shift Mm -hmm. and and come out of this. Um, the word that's coming to mind is disarray or disarrangement Mm -hmm. of what's been Mm -hmm. familiar. And before, I know we had a couple minutes to talk before we came live, you know, typically before I go on the air, I go to the gym to kind of do a little workout to calm my nerves. And I drove to the gym. I went to get out of the car and I could not physically get out of my car. It it was almost an audible, clear audience message that was like, go home and meditate. And I literally just, I I literally couldn't get out of the car. So I just closed the door and drove home and I sat for 30 minutes doing this guided channeled meditation. And um, as far as also trying to tap into like what needs to be shared today by us, you know, amongst each other and to the world, I was having a hard time being clear. And I noticed, you know, 
tuning into my own experience, I've been feeling living in a lot of fear. And I know when someone's in fear, you know, our thought processes break down. We don't make the best mm-hmm. decisions. So I advise mm-hmm. clients when you're feeling a lot of fear, you might not want to return that text or email or call mm-hmm. or make any big decisions until you do right. what can ground you. And I've had a hard time, you know, shifting out of that fear. And that's been reflected mm-hmm. as you asked. And the clients I'm seeing, I'm working with couples that are turning against each other, you know, like, like with viciousness and, and rage mm-hmm. and like attempts to hurt one another. And, um, you know, and I had, I someone I knew committed suicide three weeks ago and just some really serious, mm-hmm. um, demonstrations of what, you know, a lack of love. And so in this meditation, Mm -hmm. I felt like the most important thing was for me to just like send a a prayer out for love, for peace, for healing that Mm -hmm. where people are angry, where they're lashing out to like, stop, you know, and within my own self too, Mm -hmm. just stop, you know, and like sit and listen and observe and Mm -hmm. like, you know, what we do ripples out into the world and it comes back to Mm -hmm. us. You know, so to really Mm -hmm. just be mindful and slow, I feel like it's a time to just tread carefully and mindfully, you know, keeping Mm -hmm. love in mind, even when you might feel confused, Um, like heart-based action, like you've talked to me about when we're preparing for the show, rather than thinking out action, using our heart and love to lead instead of our mind. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, um. That's that's sort of where I'm at with uh, clients and and the things going on around me too. And again, I mean, I and I feel like I over, I've been overusing this word, but you know, it just does does work. This sort of you know polarity swing, this this or that, this very black and white, you know, this side versus this side. I think that's why it's creeping up in relationships so much of that um, discord or mm-hmm. near the violence or, you know, is is that, you know, astrologically, we've been going through this time, obviously, the one thing, you know, the planets Uranus, the great awakener that disrupts things, things out of the blue happen and creates revolution where it's needed. And then Eris, who's also more of a feminine disruptor, they've been, let's just say, they've been having a dosey dough of a time. Okay. <laughs> in, in Aries. And so there's been a lot of fire. There's been a lot of planets of discord. Um, okay. Coming together, you know, coming together on and off over all these months, you know, and as they do, they, they trigger things. So they bring out what's been hidden, what hasn't been said. And, you know, it's, again, I I don't usually go into this kind of stuff, but basically, you know, we're like in a time that sort of the times are changing, you know, hatefulness, a word that I would never thought I would say on a, probably on a show, hatefulness at large has been coming out, you know, it's been sanctioned to be expressed by this figurehead in our external main Trump, you know, on this side, you know, and, and it, you know, it's no joke that within 24 hours of, of the election, you know, the amount of hate on the rise was unbelievable, you know, and at the same time, all, so many demonstrations were happening, people were speaking up and saying, you know, what they're saying. So, so much is coming out, you know, rubbing up against to be said, so within relationships, right? The yeah. things that haven't said, the things that have been buried, the resentments, they're coming up and, and there is almost at times, you know, a, a fiery violence to this this kind of energy. You know, can I, can I jump in to say something related Mm -hmm. to that? So Mm -hmm. I don't lose it. You know, as you were just saying that the, um, the shadow and, and my paraphrase 
you know, built up resentment coming out and um, mm-hmm. and almost permission granted to do such, um, yeah. you know, on Facebook with the, this election and about mm-hmm. the candidates and just, you know, mm-hmm. I had so many clients come in talking about they have defriended people like lifetime yeah. friends, you know, they have cut right. people off. They, you know, so mm-hmm. it, it reminds me yesterday when I was sitting, it reminded me so much of my personal experience living in New Orleans, going through Hurricane Katrina and when the city mm-hmm. was destroyed and, you know, we started to trickle back and I started, you know, doing therapy on park benches and at people's destroyed mm-hmm. homes, you know, and texting to figure out how to meet. And I remember as, you know, we, I would sit with my clients in whatever location we could go to, um, the, the things that were kind of, you know, getting by relationships that were getting by ways of being in the world that were mm-hmm. getting by just came to a head, you know, and I feel right. like it's a similar time right now, like things that have been functioning yeah. so so have blown up, yeah. or either shifted yeah. into being aligned. It feels like that yeah. kind of, of time. I absolutely agree with that. And yes. And so and, and, and it's interesting and funny. You're right. And the, the amount of defriending, you know, like in 60 age plus groups <laughs> over yes. election stuff of lifetime friends where other, you know, infractions have gone on, you know, people have cheated on <laughs> their spouses and or yeah. cheat with their best friend and nothing, but something about this time period. Yes. And I, the reason why I have brought up the election twice is just because it's, it's such a uh, visible externalization of an energy going on for all of us internally as well. And, and I, and, you know, in my life, and you were just mentioning too, I often find that, you know, what I'm going through personally, you know, my own, whatever is a reflection of what's going on, you know, externally. So I was thinking about why do I have a need to come on your radio show and say this or stand up or, you know, file for a recount or (laughs) something that's not generally in my nature. And I thought, well, it's because I'm reflecting that we are all um, bubbling up with where our hearts really want to go and what we need to say and speak our truth, which then, reminded me that we are in a time of Sagittarius, which couldn't be, you know, a better time, you know, uh, oh, about to talk about truth, that. Religion, law, you know, correct? Yeah, Sag, Sag is the centaur archer, you know, the half-human, half-animal, the roamer, the philosopher, you know, the, it, it's associated sort of with highest victory and truth-seeking, like the real truth, you know? Yes. Getting downloads of the higher consciousness as you, as you open your mind to a big picture, and, um, you know, pull yourself up out of the morass uh, to, you know, your highest truth and then speak directly from this truth. So I, this is a time where we're all, we're all going through that. And so I, I realized that my need to do that was somewhat in alignment with what's just going on and, you know, in the world at large. And then I think what's happening with this is that at the same time, and you mentioned it with the heartfelt thing, there's so much energy, astrological as well, that it's time to move from our hearts. I mean, we say this, we, uh, you know, we have rom-com movies that say this, but I, we don't always really apply the idea that actually putting your hand over your heart and allowing your heart, you know, not your reaction, not your mind, you know, not what you think you're supposed to do, not your logic, to move you through this, to move you through the storm, to move you forward toward your dreams, toward your goals, yeah. is, is an appropriate way to handle all this uh, chaotic energy. So I feel like a lot of us, what's happened collectively and internally, we have, you know, we, we've jumped, you know, we jumped, we, we took a risk, we 
you know, bungee jumps, the whatever yeah. metaphor you want. You know, we're in our rowboat halfway out to sea. And mm-hmm. it's all cool and euphoric and it's new. Even It's almost exciting, you know, and there's craziness going on in the world. And now we're going to stand up and mobilize. But when we can no longer see where we've come from, which I think we're about at right now, you know, the shores uh, we've left. Yeah. And we have we have this deep yearning to name what we can see ahead of us. You know, that's what happens, you know, and I feel like that's a lot of what's going on. I see in myself and in clients and that fear you talked about, you know, it's scary to be in the unknown, you know? So it our is. original euphoria, you know, we get euphoric over, yeah, you know, I'm moving towards something new. I'm letting go of my past. Things need to change. The world needs to change. My relationship needs to change. And we start to make those moves. Then you suddenly are in the middle of nowhere. It's cloudy. Can't go back to where you were from. Cannot see right. what's coming. Use your, you're using your brain to try to define what it might be. And you start to sort of atrophy and your stomach clenches, your jaws get tight. You know, you kind of strain your eyes to see something on the horizon and name it and discern it. And what I kind of wanted to talk about with that and is that I think this way of this need to define what's coming, you know, mm-hmm. is not working as well anymore, actually. So a lot of fear is coming because we know somehow that we need to evolve into coming from our heart and being yeah. open to what our highest manifestation, our highest good, our highest heart-filled knowing is. But if we can, in the middle of the ocean, look forward and name what that looks like, we can only name that from our past experiences. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. We can, and so I feel that we're at this precipice where we're very uncomfortable collectively. Right. Yeah. Knowing there needs to be change. This time I'd say we've already embarked upon change, but really, really going through this wild swing back and forth between uh, embracing and being open to the new and really wanting to slam back down to our old definitions of self, whether that comes up as, you know, KKK demonstrations or on, you know, liberal demonstrations or whether it comes up in our personal life. I do this this way and this is how it has to be. Right. Um, Yes, to find that comfort again. And I think a sense of of stabilization that we all, Mm -hmm. you know, crave as human beings. Right. Yes. Right. And and safety. And then then we know where we are. And then because everything feels so chaotic out there, we know who we are. So we know where we're going. But I really think that this is a time, and I I do feel like that was something I was supposed to talk about right now, Mm -hmm. that the urge to know where you stand is a fine thing and to speak out from, from your heart, from your higher truth, from your Sagittarius knowing, but also to open up to the idea of allowing your heart to move you. And that when you don't know where you're going, you have the highest potential to get where you really somewhere need want to go. To and where you, where I mm-hmm. think you want, yeah, like you're saying, I think where we mm-hmm. want to go, we often don't know mm-hmm. what those steps are. I think they often look different right. than what we expect them right. to. Um, and you mentioned a little bit ago, letting go. And I think mm-hmm. that's important. I've been reading, I think it's a Stephen Hawkins book called Letting Go for the last, say, month. Yes. And um, mm-hmm. 
just I think he phrases things so well. It was it was hard for me to embrace at first because letting go can feel so painful, I think, especially if mm-hmm. you're someone like me that really digs in to to mm-hmm. you know my commitments and loved ones and wants to like do everything right. it takes to make things work. So for someone you right. know like me, it can be hard to let go. But as I've begun to let go, you know, there is a peacefulness that comes with things changing in ways that aren't expected. Um Uranus, correct? The unexpected. Mm-hmm. Be- mm-hmm. And, and just like yeah. becoming more comfortable, you know, um, with that has has brought me, uh, you know, a bit more peace during this time of change. And then also right. allowed me to help my clients with, you know, how can they what are some things that maybe they need to let go of or let transform? Maybe they're not gone forever. Mm-hmm. You know, but let let them let it go, transform mm-hmm. you, transform through that process, and and see how right. it might come back to you because we're all connected. You know, everything recirculates, right. cycles. I think in our lives throughout our lifespan in different ways. Yeah, I I think. Am I interrupting you? I, no, um, that's good. Okay. Yeah, I I think sometimes. Yeah, I think sometimes we as humans have a difficulty. I know I have at times with the word letting go, especially when there's so, so much emotional attachment to something or someone and you, you, you hear, you have to let go. Sometimes I yeah. do think the word allow transformation is, is more helpful because transformation, you know, isn't, isn't a takeaway. There's something about let go that feels like a takeaway, but transformation isn't. And then it allows for, if you know, uh, if it's meant to be, it will come back and then allows for, and something better will come within those words. So, um, yeah, I think, um, I think what you're saying too develops, it helps us develop a lot of inner strength to go through this time mm-hmm. right now of uncertainty and unpredictability. I think mm-hmm. we're all developing a lot of character if we'll allow that mm-hmm. to happen within yep. us. Yeah. Like I also feel like some more resiliency being developed within me Mm -hmm. and seeing that in people around me that are open to the process. Yeah. I feel like that is a key word. I I definitely, for myself, a word that I feel, and I think I've used it for a few of the people close around me that, yeah, resiliency, a word I knew, but I don't think I understood as much until recently what that really means to myself. And it has a lot to do with grounding and, has a lot to do with, yeah, allow, I think allowing transformation, you know, allowing things to move through me, but to not run me over and also not to stop them, which I, you know, can sometimes do to have my peace as a little peace-loving Libra who doesn't want <laughs> my way. Yes, you peace-loving Libras, talking. absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say, oh, and, you know, I wanted to say one thing, and um, I think I sort of touched upon it, but with all this you know, my, my polarity swing and uh, <laughs> that I've been speaking of, <laughs> um, you know, there is so much beauty though. If you think about it, like a murky river, you know, and now it's been stirred up and the mud and the debris comes up, but so much beauty too, you know, the stones at the bottom and within all this chaos, I, there's so much happiness and uh, beauty popping up too. So many disparate forces coming together. I mean, you know, it's like this gross blowing up of issues, agendas, and egos that, you know, allowing, you know, dark. I think the darkness and isolation and disenfranchisement that everybody, I think, feels on some level. Mm-hmm. And it's bringing people together. I mean, you see Democrats and Republicans, <laughs> I mean, in a million years, you don't even think they would be coming together. 
Jews and Muslims coming together. You see men standing up, like going on YouTube for their mothers, yes. their daughters, you know, their sisters. Um, there's just so much of this going on. I mean, there's enough of it that I'm not saying it's just like some little YouTube happy Hallmark trend. It's right. really compelling. So that I feel like nearly every day. Um, sorry, <laughs> I feel like nearly every day there's a tearjerker, <laughs> and, and I'm there not is. prone to that off, off YouTube. And my heart fills up, and then I hear something else about, you know, some some hate mongering or people just absolutely, you know, um, destroyed by something going on. So again, I just I feel the way through all of this is definitely, and I I, I want it to land in that sound fight through the heart, literally whatever that means that one can get in touch with how it feels to come from your heart because it feels different than your gut. It feels it different than your intellect. And it, I will venture to say it feels different than your intuition or your knowing. There's this different I, feeling yeah. when you're moving think, from your heart. I think it feels less ego-driven in, in my experience mm-hmm. and observation. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you're thinking of, uh, your, you know, yourself, you're right there. At the same time, I... I think you're more in touch with our connectedness and mm-hmm. how we really do affect others, even those far away, you know, not with us currently in our lives and just the great um, responsibility we have, I think, and right. how right. to manage that power. Yes. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, I was thinking about uh, when you were saying that, um, the difference in what you said and, you know, the egolessness of it. I'm thinking that thing I think we all know, and I'm going to use just a sort of modern example. Yeah. <laughs> texting. Texting in the midst of, and I'm a big texter, in the midst of, let's say, a disagreement. Yeah. And yet you feel like you're in your center, and, and you text something, and it woo, goes awry, you know? Yes. And then you text something that might be something really direct, you know, where you're afraid, if you're a Libra, of how it might land, but you feel so heart-driven, like you feel it from your heart, not from your intellect, not from your knowing, not from your, you know, I need to educate, just it's this pureness, you can feel it physically, and then I I swear we all have been in this experience when we do that with a little trepidation, something we might say, it it lands well always, doesn't mean the agreement, that you're in agreement, but there there isn't a pushback. And I think that's, do you understand what I'm saying? Have I you experienced do. That? I have experienced that. And I think when you do text, email, or call back from that, that place, the other person is more receptive, I think, to receiving yeah. you and, and that message, mm-hmm. even if it is, you know, a dis- in disagreement or not mm-hmm. in alignment, I think it lands in a softer spot Yeah. when you do communicate just- from that heart-centered place. And it's, I hope I'm not uh, wasting too much airspace on this, but I'm just, I'm kind of intrigued on how to explain even to myself the difference because we use these words so interchangeably. This is for my heart, you know, <laughs> it doesn't land like that. Or, this is my heart or my heart knows. Or, <laughs> I don't um, think this is a really, waste of airspace at all. Go on, Amadeus, okay. and then I'll say. <sighs> Go on. I know I kind of interrupted you. I wanted you to finish your thought no, and then I was going to offer up one. Yes, please. Thank you. I would, so I was going to say, and I am interested in this, this is sort of, sorry, astrological, that, that our physicality really is right now also, it often is, but it's a little amped up right now. Our physicality is showing us the way to our heart, you know, physical issues that people are having. You know, I've had mm-hmm. some bizarre things like a completely blocked ear. Hello, you know, 
Ah, interesting. Um, in, certain, yeah, in certain things. But, it, you know, so when you, you actually can feel this warmth, this glow in your heart, I believe, and touch that feeling when you are in alignment like that. And that is when you can send something, a text or make a phone call or talk to somebody. And even if the subject matter is difficult, it lands well. So, um, you know, and I, I think when you were wondering what, what might make that difference, you know, to respond from a heart centered place versus mm-hmm. maybe a head intellectual space, which isn't wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just different. The right. energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and, um, you know, I think sometime we all, one of our greatest needs is to be heard, to be seen, to be validated, yeah. to feel loved. And I think often mm-hmm. in conflict, there's a lacking of one or more of those needs, mm-hmm. you know, being met. Right. And I, th- I think often we might write and, and the intention is I want you to hear me, you know, I want to hear you, mm-hmm. but it might come from that place of almost desperation to be heard that the other person, yeah. it, it almost like deflects They're They're almost like recoiling from it. Right. So yeah, I th- that might be one of the things in my experience that that happens. And it can be hard to, to you know, actually get to that heart centered place. We're not perfect beings. We're not going to do it perfect all right. the time. So hopefully our loved right. ones will extend us some grace, you know, and understanding yeah, right. to let us be right. imperfect. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're I think we're I think we're learning a lot right now about how to listen. I think again, the external, you know, reflects the internal and um we're externally, you know, having to listen to some things, whoever you are, that we don't want to hear, you know, and how, how do you listen and how do you listen with an open heart and how do you communicate with your open heart to come to peace? You know, I really do think that's up for all of us, you know. Well, then I have a question and, for you, Amadeus, oh, when yeah. you're done about this. Are you ready? No, go ahead. So go do ahead. you think any... Good. I'm glad. Do you think any of what you're saying has to do with the resonance between two people? Like, might we, you know, misperceive each other's because we're not at the same resonance anymore or, you know, in that at that frequency range? Hmm. That's a good question. You mean uh, just any interpersonal relationship? You mean? Yeah. Yeah. But you're not vibrating at the same frequency. So now the communication doesn't work. Um, Right. I think, I think, I do think that's a valid, I think that's a valid idea. I do. I hesitate to say it, and I know you, you're not like this, but just because we're on the air, I hesitate to say anything as if it's a hierarchical one, because I don't believe in a, you know, I'm more evolved, hierarchical, you know, we're not the same frequency. I know you don't, but I wanted to say that out to the public. But yeah, I do. And another way to say, I, I absolutely do. I mean, I'm in music. I'm in, I'm, I zone into frequency. Now there are frequencies that are discordant. There are frequencies that cancel each other out. You know, you have to flip a switch on microphones sometimes because, you know, they're, they're uh, canceling each other out. And, you know, we have harmonics and then we have discordant harmonics. And, you know, so yeah, everything is a frequency. And, and, and translating that into communication and interpersonal relationships. Um, as we grow and each person's journey of growth, like I said, I, to me, it's not a linear thing. It's, it's a personal, uh, spiral, you know, right, um, right. Yeah. Grow, yeah. It makes, it takes us out of the frequency of some people that we thought we should be around. And I think that, uh, topic of letting go or transformation is one of the hardest as humans, you know, 
Mm-hmm. What we know, especially if the outside world looks more scary, you don't have as much money, the politics are crazy, you're sick, whatever's going on, you want your knowns, even if they feel like they're very discordant, you want those people, those friends, those lovers, and yet everything, you know, uh, nothing is meshing anymore. So, yeah, if we, if we felt safer, I think, you know, and hopefully we're all moving up to that, if we felt safer and more one love, in a sense, and we could connect mm-hmm. to that, I think it would be much easier to just, you know, sort of smile at one another and say, wow, our frequencies, you know, <laughs> you're in a different key right now, you know, <laughs> but, you know, I, hard on it. you know, I think it's, it's cool that you just brought up cause it was, to, it was, it kind of made me laugh when you said that we're not speaking from a place of one person necessarily being at a higher or more evolved frequency and like a put down way. Um, mm-hmm. Because I know for myself, certainly I've had those times and moments where my thought is, oh, you know, I'm so much more evolved than this other person <laughs> causing me this grief. And then almost immediately, it just, it never feels good, you know, when I've had that thought. Because, right. first of all, it's not, it's not true. Um, you know, secondly, I know that I tend to, the people that are more, you know, considered more spiritually evolved, I feel like I resonate um almost less with them and more so with just people that are real and direct mm-hmm. and like straightforward. Mm-hmm. Like I find a lot of evolution and in, in living in that very straightforward kind of manner for especially being someone mm-hmm. that sometimes it's hard to know what I want or what I want to say, or I don't want to offend anyone, you know? Mm-hmm. So I really learn a lot from people that are able to be more clear. So um, I thought mm-hmm. there's a point that, that you raised that it's not about frequency and a, one's higher, one's lower, negatively, Mm -hmm. just different, just different. Yeah, yeah, Uh, that just doesn't, on any level, that makes no sense to me, you know, who I am, you know, I think I say a lot, I probably bore my friends, and I'm sure I've said it on here with my analogy that I would use, there's a crayon box of all beautiful colors, and we need all those colors, they're just, they're different frequencies, and, and, you know, that's where I do get into astrology because astrology has this, uh, you know, however many flavors, you know, and, and when you neutralize, you, somebody's born, you know, literally popped out and at that second you have a birth date and you can say, this is how they'll communicate somewhat. This is how the other baby, you know, <laughs> you know, tomorrow maybe will communicate. It starts to show that there isn't a, a hierarchy on, you know, knowledge. There isn't a hierarchy on uh, being more spiritual or evolved, you know. If we can think mm-hmm. of it as this is where in my growth, where my frequency is. I mean, it gets hard because when you get into the spiritual realms and you get into the speak of it, how do you speak about you, that you want growth and evolution and change without it sounding like it's forward moving up a scale, you know? But if right. you can think of it like I was born orange and I want to evolve to green, you know, it's just another frequency for my evolution. So now the people in my life that are staying orange are going to blue we're not gelling with, you know, right now at this moment, instead of, you know, that where you're going, the color you're going to is a higher place, you know. Um, I love that, Amadeus, that conceptualization that you just stated, because I don't know that our English language really has that framework to speak from. Maybe another language does, but yes, yeah, like going from green to blue. Yeah, right. I love that. I, I would, that was really cool. Well, thank you. You're I, welcome. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, and I think specifically like Western specifically, I'm going to say the United States, you know, um, at this moment, because I live here and I'm American, 
uh, you know, we live in an incredibly, you know, 3D, tangible, you know, measuring system, you know. But then we are, you know, are obsessed with self-help books telling us to get conscious and untethered and unhooked and let go. And <laughs> I think it scrambles a lot of people's brains because they take it all that stuff in and inhale it, but then they apply it in a in linear fashion. You know, I've been untethered. You have it, you know. I, I've right. had 10 years of therapy and you have it, you know. <laughs> right. Or in the recovery movement, you know, I've had 20 years of sobriety and you haven't. You know, I see that a lot in my in the clients I work with. And the scale, yeah. I think that's cultural, too, yeah. in our American yes, culture. Yes. And and I obviously, I think we, we want to throw that out somewhat, but it's so so interesting, <laughs> jumping back to the election and everything, is that the weirdest thing is that we're so off scale with the entire election who was running, everybody, but um, but uh, the president-elect at this point <laughs> sort of yeah. brought up a, a lot of that scale measuring, just, you know, it was underneath yes. so latent, now covered over by PC and whatever, you know, gold stars for all the kids, you know. Um, so it's interesting, you know, watching watching some of that measurement come up again. I hope I'm making sense. Yeah. I mean, tangibility. No, you're making- you know, I have this much money. I went to this school. I'm better than you. Might, you should get a job. You don't. You know, blah 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 blah. Like this um, stratification um, of uh, resources and defining ourselves mm-hmm. in terms of one another. Yeah. No, I totally follow you. Yeah, it's been fascinating. I mean, you know, watching it. Um, Let's see. We, I wanted to say one thing, and yeah, I think we talked about. I might jump back. I feel like uh, it's you know a topic we sort of just hit upon, but and I sort of saying the holiday season and how do we sit through discomfort? Okay, how do we get yes. through the holiday season? And it's been yes. it's been on my mind a lot, you know, because uh, you know holidays are a reflection of a lot of what we've been talking about that's been going on in relationships and externally. And when the external is somewhat not peaceful, as we've been seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it just, you know, highlights the, the um, disparity, and you know, in family, you know, dysfunctional family dynamics, whatever you want to say about it, you know. Um, yeah. And, and it brings up all that's been lying, you know, in weight, resentments and differences and people's expectations. So, you know, the thing about holidays is it's a time, whether you believe in them or not, which is the whole show I could do for you. You know, right. the, the, our world stops, so you can't go about yourself in a normal way necessarily, you know. And because yeah. of that, we are reminded whether we have family or we don't because, you know, the TV, Hallmark, everything's telling us you have family or you don't. We need love. We need safety. We need all of that so much, you know, at holidays. And and in my own personal experience, um, holidays have been an interesting thing, and this last one was a little interesting. How and, so? Um um, well, you know, holidays bring up relationships and, and blending yeah. traditions. And so, you know, as this pendulum swing goes, I've sort of been in a little bit of one, you know, because I came from a family of sort of one, I'll say, mm-hmm. you know, the Jewish non-cultural family where we did Hanukkah, did not have a Christmas tree. And I okay. spent my childhood going to my best friend's house for Christmas. But Thanksgiving, because it fell near my mother's birthday and because we are Jewish and we eat and we cook, so it became like the holiday, you know, every disenfranchised soul on the planet came to my house, literally, you know, my mom was a foreign student counselor and all the foreign students would come and have their first Thanksgiving and nobody spoke English and 
my mom wore a caftan and everybody thought she was a hippie and she wasn't. Um, but, <laughs> but it, you know, so that was sort of my sort of holiday. And this year due to my stepfather's death, my mother, um, wasn't here. She went somewhere else. So mm, I had okay. not that holiday and yet it is a holiday and I have uh, a new family I'm in and they're a very big family that have, you know, a lot of traditions, a lot of fun and holidays yeah. mean a lot to them. So, um, there's a lot of going back and forth, kind of like the election, about what to do with the holiday. Okay. <laughs> do we do we do a new tradition? Do we blend a tradition? I wanted my tradition. However, my tradition was my mother and me, and she was gone. So it got to the point where I left a 10-page tome on the kitchen counter about holidays and what holidays mean and what tradition oh, wow. means. And I don't okay. I don't know if it was appreciated or not, but right now. It, I would basically make fun of myself that I was in my own Woody Allen movie if he wasn't something that <laughs> name these days, yes. you know, with the neurotic, yeah. the neurotic Jew, you know, you know, going through the, <laughs> you know, the dictionary and explaining that a holy day is a holy day and a day off. So I actually did do that. So, <laughs> but it made me think about, you know, why do the holidays become such a time of? I had a lot of clients saying, "Why are they so difficult?" You know, and I'm saying this too because we're coming upon another one. Why are they so difficult? Yes. Why do they bring up so much? It's just the turkey. It's just the this. Well, it's because, and I think this year more than any year in recent memory, these issues are going to be there. So I wanted to talk about it. Um, Please. Due to the planet, first of all, and I'll explain that in a minute. But, when, you know, tradition's a fine thing. It brings us our foundation, our security. It tells us who we are. It's our safety, you know. When we're kids, we grumble about it. We don't want to do it. Why do we have to do right. it? Listen to that stupid Christmas album or Pandora or whatever now. Or yeah. you know, why do we have to quit help dad with the lights again? He always gets drunk and he blew him up last year and mom's mad at him or whatever, you know, whatever it is. And then we grow up and then we, you know, terrorize our children with the same things, right? <laughs> the same traditions, <laughs> and then we know who we are, right? Mm-hmm. But the world's changing and families look different, you know? Families are fragmented, families are divorced, families are multicultural, you know? Um, and uh, with different uh, traditions. So how do, we, how do we do this? How do we move forward? How do we blend them? How do we keep security? And with this environment we are in right now, I'm telling you, this fall, or winter, I think everybody's going to really want to cling to the tradition so they know who they are and really rebel yeah. at the same time because the planet saying, I'm not, you know, doing that anymore. No way. Uh-huh. That's stupid. I never believed in it and speak the truth, like I, yes. I told you. So yeah. how do we navigate through this? What, how we do this because this is the way we've always done or we don't. So I think that this holiday would be a very interesting time um, for people to, you know, think about tradition and why they're doing the traditions they're doing, Mm. what it means, and also it's a good time period to allow, going back to that thing of allow, there is going to be a need for a lot of allowing energy specifically at Christmas this year. We have uh, with Uranus, doing some stuff, you know, um, there's going to be establishment feeling versus rebellion feeling, you know, if it's Christmas and Hanukkah at the same time, Uranus mm-hmm. is going back to direct, you know, at the end of December. So whenever that happens, a lot of, uh, let's say fire goes in the air. Okay. And, you know, there's just a lot of astrological energy saying that people are going to want to rebel and change the farm, change the tradition. We need something new. At the same time, we're all out in those waters feeling so unsafe. Where's our home? Where's our family? Where do yeah. we belong? Are we in 
So I would say that during this holiday season, the best way to get through it is to realize, one, we are all different colors in the crayon box. I even wrote out how everybody communicates differently if we have time. But just yeah, remember that. Yeah, some of it. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you that in just a second. Yeah. Um, but two, this, there is a rebellious, game-changing nature to the holiday season. So lead with the heart and let some of the expectations go. I kind of wrote this thing like, you know, if you have a you know, Christmas dinner and you have, you, know, you have everybody together, you have a turkey, the vegan grandchildren are disgusted that there's a turkey, you know, yes. the other one had it, had it humanely slaughtered, the other one says, why did you pay three times as much for that? We could have gone to Gelson's and gotten a turkey, there's no difference, you know, right. and then the turkey gets, you know, burnt because everybody's arguing, falls on the floor, maybe it's time to play a game of pick up tag turkey, you know, like, it's yeah. like, and this is a new tradition, you know, you know, like l- allow the unexpected over this holiday season. And it just might bring a new tradition that brings everybody together. So quickly, if you want me to say, I, I wanted to say something. Yeah, we, communicating. Have we have like seven more it's minutes, that, um, please. Oh, yay. Okay. Where did I put all my uh, copious notes? Um, and can I, I throw in something? Can I throw in something you, while you're you, while you're gathering? Absolutely. Yes, so go. <laughs> I'm hanging on your every word because usually my Christmas is that I cook for my family. And this is the first yes. year that um, and I, I have four siblings, four younger siblings, mm-hmm. uh, parents, step parents, and half of that family is out of town, out of the country. And mm-hmm. it just leaves another family members working. So it just leaves one sister and myself. And that's never happened in my 45 years of living. Right. So I've been feeling some anxiety about Christmas and trying yeah. to tap to what is meaningful for me, what will be meaningful mm-hmm. for her. And I haven't come up with anything yet. And it's left me with a sense of ungrounding, almost like dread, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't know what to do. It doesn't feel good. So I'm hanging on your every right. word, Alma. So please, offer yeah, up. you are okay. You are you are you are literally saying what I'm saying. The tenor of this time period is: I, I have not yeah. seen one place with one client, a person I know, where there isn't something like that. Like we always did this, but now my grandparents died and they sold the house. So where do we go? We always yeah. do this, but you know, uh, this weekend, a sense of displacement. Yes, there is a sense of displacement. And again, external versus internal. We feel displaced politically. We, you know, globally, people feel displaced at a high degree. So what are we going to do with it? Because that displacement, like I gave that, uh, you know, little image at the beginning being the rowboat out in the middle, when we start to feel that extreme discomfort, we want to go so back as fast as we can back to the shore we came from, but it's not there. Yeah. So, and that, let's name that tradition, that shore. So, Yes, it's a time to really, really allow the tradition, meaning the security, the foundation, the things that get passed down to be allowed to come through from the heart what wants to be passed down. And I guarantee you that if you, Lisa, if you do that, if you, if you really put your hand over your heart and say, what, what would the word tradition is passed down through my family? Is it a sense of love and belonging and sharing with others? at this yeah. time and then you know you you build a new tradition out of some of the old tenets that really still resonate but the expectation yeah. and how it looks like i said like that ridiculous turkey thing I, I said they might not it might not go that way chances are everybody if everybody could open up the expectation of their perfect holiday um things will go a lot more lovingly and where i think they're headed so 
with that in mind, I, uh, in terms of relationships and in terms of, let's say, a Christmas dinner and everybody's arguing and having their problem and wondering why, okay. <laughs> wondering why they can't get along, I'm just going to quickly go through just like the quickest little explanation of Mercury, how we think and speak through the planet. Yes. So if you have your okay. relative who is Mercury in Aries, okay, at the table, this is your bright, enthusiastic, impulsive relative who's got fire. You know, when they get on a roll, one thing about Mercury and Aries, when they get on a roll, if they start telling a story or getting into something, they just keep going, da 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 and everybody's listening, and they want to have an adventure. Let's take the turkeys and take them all outside. You know, <laughs> we're taking the turkeys out here. We don't have to do turkeys the same way, you know, and, and the kids that are bored and resentful think that's exciting. You know, the traditionalists <laughs> who have spent two days working on a meal want to kill Mercury and Aries. Yes. But they have to realize that Mercury and Aries is there to spark and create new fun. Mercury and Taurus comes in with a steady practical approach. Well, if we take the turkey out, all of them out, they're not cooked yet. And, you know, it says there's this much time left. You know, this is what we should do <laughs> if we want to take the turkeys out, you know. And then you try to convince the Mercury and Aries tries to convince the Mercury and Taurus why we should take the turkeys out because it's more fun. That's not going to work. If you want Mercury and Taurus person to change their mind about how the holiday should be, you better give them some practical reasons. Like the oven broke. That's why we're taking the turkeys out. Yes. <laughs> going to make a fire. Mercury and Gemini, you know your Gemini, is curious yeah. and talking to everybody and thinks all of its drivers, inside, outside, you know, turkey or no turkey. Let's talk about the turkeys. My Mercury's in Gemini, yes. Let's talk about yeah. this. A little bit ADD. Can't you help us take the turkey out of the oven? Sure. Wait a minute. Oh, my God, I was getting a drink. Look at that. I can't believe Uncle Bill, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh talking to everybody, not taking any of it too seriously. Mercury and Cancer emotionally connects with everybody and it feels the feelings emotionally in cancer. They, you know, family's important and our past traditions. Why can't we have Christmas? Why does this have to be so chaotic right now that the turkeys aren't cooking? Why do they want to take the turkeys to an open pit fire? Why is he being so difficult if the, you know, the oven isn't happening? You know, how do we all feel about this? This is home. This is tradition. This is important. Mercury and Aries is like, it can change. It can be different. Let's have fun. Let's go drink. Let's go flooding. Right. So, all right. Mercury and Tor, or you know, Mercury and Leo comes in. You know, big personality with humor. Hopefully, they're still happy and they entertain everybody. They bring the heart back into it. Hopefully, their pride hasn't been damaged, so they roar. And you know, they just shine and they're the center of attention. And you know, probably Mercury and Aries is talking to them and the kids, and they're not doing anything with the turkey whatsoever. They're just starring <laughs> about something going on. Mercury and Virgo is listening to all this and quietly trying to see how high the temperature can go in the oven, if it's possible to have the turkey in there, if not, how many sticks we'll need to take outside to, to do it on, you know, on the open pit fire outside. How can we do it better? Everyone's kind of annoyed, like Mercury Virgo's gnat on the wall and sort of, you know, in the way with all these bigger issues. But if it's going to get done in any way, Mercury and Virgo's going to figure out how to get it done. And there actually might be a turkey. Mercury and Libra, kind of hanging out a little bit with the Mercury in uh, Gemini. It's a party. It's a social affair. If there's a bunch of people, that's better. God forbid it's two people. Um, talking about the latest book, the thing. What about this Manchester at the Sea thing and this whole Casey Affleck stuff? You know, like, I mean, you know, I love Casey, but then all this stuff about the, you know, sexual harassment. I don't know. Turkey's great. Whatever, you know, sounds fine. You, you know telling some story about something, you know, making sure everybody's okay, kind of helping in the kitchen a bit if needed, and then kind of talking and flitting about with the Mercury mm -hmm. and Gemini. Mercury and Scorpio, 
notices what's going on, figures all along that this is the way it was going to be, you know. There's something wrong with this turkey situation because the person in charge of the turkey is actually quite pissed at their sibling. And this is probably some kind of passive-aggressive motive that has been going on. They're, they find the deep, deep, dark secret of what's going on, and that shit goes down at holidays. Nothing's going <laughs> to fool them about what's going on. All right? Mercury and yeah. Chad just like, hey, so it's a turkey, but it's a holiday. We can do whatever we want to do. We are all happy. You know, we're alive. We've got a house. We've got food. Let's have some fun, like the Aries said. Let's do something. And by the way, your hair looks terrible this year. It was so much better last year. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but that's cool because you're really pretty. It's really great, you know. Um, Mercury and Capricorn is trying to see what the hell Mercury and Virgo is doing. There's a better system than what the Virgo is coming up with. Capricorn's not actually going to do the, you know, get down on the hands and knees and check the temperature, but it has a system about how this can all be put together and where the plates can go if we all have to go outside. And definitely came on time with the hors d'oeuvres, okay? Mercury and Capricorn should definitely be the one apt for the hors d'oeuvres because you can, they will be on time. Mercury and Aquarius is like, fuck Christmas, you know? What about solstice, you know? <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, like, this, this, let's go pagan, you know? I'm not, I, you know, this whole thing, this whole yes. Jesus, baby, holiday, you know, the Hallmark thing. I'm not into it. Let's revolutionize. You know what? You know what was going on at Standing Rock? Has anybody forgotten we had Thanksgiving during a time when Native Americans were, you know, having things thrown at them? You know, goes on about that. Okay, really could care less about the turkey. And we'll end with Mercury and Pisces. Yes. Very dreamy, poetic, compassionate feels for everybody. It's overwhelmed at this point with the amount of emotional energy. Wants the turkey to work for everybody. Wants the vegans to be happy and not have to see the turkey. Feels for the children that are screaming and is just completely overwhelmed and trying to hug everybody. Amadeus, okay. thank you for coming on today. I loved it. I loved your sense of humor with that. Will you come on again in the new year? Of course I will. <laughs> for Thank our you listeners, for me. you're welcome. If you want to schedule a session with Amadeus, you can go to her website, IamAmadeus.com, A-M-A-D-A-E-S. And this show will be on YouTube, Google Play, and iTunes for your listening. Amadeus, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> you're welcome. And I'll talk to you soon. A, I will. Have a great day, everybody. Yes. That concludes today's show. Join us next week for another episode. Thank you. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir.